Hello and welcome back to another episode of Selective Hearing. I am your host, Julie DeMar, and today I'm diving into a topic that resonates deeply with me. So today we're gonna be talking about conscious parenting. My reason for talking about this is just how many conversations that I've been having with people outside of this parenting community that really don't understand what it means to be a conscious parent or a gentle parent or an intentional parent, what their ideas of this parenting style are, are so far removed from what it actually is. So I thought that I would bring it to you today and I would sit down and I would talk about from my experience, from the things that I'm learning as a mom, I would just break it down again from my lens of what it truly means to be a conscious parent for me. And hopefully by the end of this conversation, those of you who are ill-informed will have a better understanding of this and maybe even try to adapt some of these practices and incorporate them into your own style of parenting. And like, I just wanna open up today and say that I truly believe that we do our best, that we, we do our best and we have the best intentions. I think that every parent who is, you know, actively trying to be a part of their kid's life and parent their, their kid, I think that you really truly are giving your best, you want the best and you do your best. However, what I've been finding is that sometimes parents on the other side of the fence, because they don't know what this means, they tend to have uh, harsh opinions, criticism, and even like words that can be viewed as an attack on my motherhood or on other people's motherhood or parenthood who, who choose to practice parenting in this way. And I don't really see it. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I don't really see it happening on this end from my experience so far of parents who are choosing to be intentional, aware, conscious, gentle, whatever, um, whatever you, however you label it, I don't really see them attacking everyone else. I see a lot of people, especially people within the community that I've chose to enter. I see a lot of people really trying to educate everyone else, like when they're confused or when they're making these uh, comments that are kind of, you know, um, jabs or harmful, like, Hey, actually this is what it is. It's not that, you know, in this fast, pace world where it's full of distractions I think it's like really important to like pause and reflect all of us all of us regardless if you're gentle or not conscious or not intentional or not there's even debates within the community as to what to call this style of parenting because there are little things that are different in each style that makes some people feel like, oh, well, this isn't that or that isn't this. So I'm just saying that I think that is important for all of us, the collective, because the children are our future, um, to stop and to pause and reflect on how we're raising the next generation so that they can be better than we ever were. So over the years, I've opened up about how motherhood has sent me on a healing journey and how it ultimately helped me walk in my purpose. Ending generational trauma cycles has been a huge part of my purpose and the things that I've been pursuing in my life over the past few years. I feel like, yes, everything starts with me doing the work, you know, doing the self-work healing and, and all of that jazz. But I also feel like to truly end it, it starts with how I choose to parent my children, the mission that they embark on after being conscious 
being gentle, being intentional as a parent is not about, I just, I have to just open up the floor right now and say this. This is the most common thing that I hear in these conversations about this parenting style from people who aren't in it. I just, let me open the floor and say, being conscious, gentle, intentional, or aware as a parent is not about lacking discipline or letting your children live without regard or boundaries. And I will say that one more time. It is not about letting your children live without regard or boundaries. It's about learning to have regard and boundaries with yourself to adequately show your children how to do the same through example. Now, let me break it on down. Let me break it on down today. To begin to understand what conscious parenting means, it's about fostering mindful and empathetic relationships with our children. It's about prioritizing their emotional well-being alongside with their physical development. And this approach, it does um, encourage open communication and active listening. It encourages this relationship where we practice open communication, active listening, understanding, and this is done so that you can better understand the unique needs of your child. There's a big emphasis on setting boundaries. We circling back to the beginning of the show. Setting boundaries while respecting the child's individuality and autonomy. And that's the thing that I've also found to be common in conversations with parents outside of this faction of parenting, if you will, is that they, a lot of the people that I know, for me, again, we're speaking from my lens, from people that I, you know, I know, conversations that I've had, and from comments in groups that I'm a part of. But what I found is that a lot of people parent from the, vantage point of a child does not deserve to have their own autonomy in that I'll say in that a parent is to have control over that child and I want to ask everyone a question if our children are being educated by us if our children are learning from us if they're being granted the tools that are necessary to be successful adults and by successful I don't mean in a performative way You know, they have good jobs, they have the car, they have the clothes, they have these things. But I'm talking about like the real internal things like your child becoming someone who is emotionally intelligent, your child becoming someone who is a critical thinker, your child being able to effectively, you know, problem solve and resolve and even take it as far as like handle themselves in conflict. Your child like being like empathetic. Like there's just so many things that a lot of us you know growing up you know we we were just only subjected to what those who came before us were subjected to we we were only granted the knowledge and tools that they and skills that they had i feel like what's so great about us is we're in a position where we have unlimited access to unlimited resources and we can pick and choose from here and there and find the things that work for us and suit us best and apply them in our parenthood and our relationships and all these different things so that we can be better 
than the generations that were before us and so that we can teach better so the generations ahead of us can be better far away let me get back to my question for you and i really want you to think about this as you're listening to the show today if you parent your children from a place of you are in control of them in control of their decision making how they process consequences how they do all these different things that you know are conducive to them developing and then you say they reserve zero autonomy because a child needs to remain in a child's place what type of adult do you think that child is going to be and again this is just me asking a question i'm not attacking anybody i'm not saying what i do is better than the next person i'm just simply presenting a question based on again conversations that i've had and a lot of uh common confusion that has come from these conversations. Like this is solely based on my experience and the vantage point that has been shaped only by my surroundings. Conscious parenting is gaining momentum. And at the same time, like we've discussed already, it's um, heavily criticized. But one thing I wanna point out is this parenting style is backed by research. What I've learned is that a lot of this criticism about parenting in this way comes from a place of fear. The fear may you know, I, I don't know every individual is different, but maybe it stems from being fearful of embracing the true foundations of these parenting practices, which is scary and it's painful because a lot of this falls on you as an individual, like not your kids, not your husband, not your friends, not anything. Like before you can choose to be a parent in this way, you have to choose to address a lot of uncomfortable things within you that cause you to behave a certain way. And then you have to find a way to resolve those things so you can teach your children these things. So that is always hard when we have to look in the mirror and like really like be accountable for ourselves. It's easier to just fall back on the resources, the skills, the tools, the, the behaviors that were given to us than to really truly like do this kind of work. You know, everyone comes from different circumstances. Everyone has a lot of different things going on in life. I understand that some people may not even have the capacity, the stress of the things that they're carrying every day to do this, but I will say it and I will say it again, doing this is the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. And even on the most challenging days, the days where I'm just like, I just wanna give up, am I doing okay? The days where I'm questioning myself and I'm like, am I messing up my kid? Then I like have those moments where they'll do things and I'll know like, no, I'm not. Today was a challenging day, it was a little difficult. I may have cried in the shower a couple times, but then I'll see how my children react and respond to things or I'll see them practicing certain things that I've shown them. I'll even see them doing some of the things that I, I hope that they didn't pick up on because I needed to work on that. But then I see them coming out of so many things that I just didn't have the opportunity to do at that age or at all until I became an adult. Like there's no perfection to be found here. That's not what I'm seeking. I'm seeking a way to foster growth in a healthy way. I just wanna point out some more significant things and it is like, um, one, like I just said, this comes with its own set of challenges. So don't think that we're perfect people because we're not. Because we live in a space of self-awareness 
some days it's really hard and i'm not saying it's not hard for you but like when you're aware of the things that you're doing and you're aware that yeah i messed up today sometimes you can be a little hard on yourself about that when you have this little person who you've taught to communicate effectively with you when you're messing up and they call you to the carpet some days those days are a little hard and i'll share a story with you this was a day where i literally literally cried my eyes out in the shower afterwards because I knew we were getting ready to put our house well we had our we were getting ready to sell it so we had listed it and we were getting we were going through the whole um people coming and going in your house and you know you can't be there and all this and like we had like a day where it was just like rapid fire it was one person in there after the next person I had my five-year-old and my two-year-old in the car with me like most of the day like we were running errands we were doing here we were trying to stay busy going to parks doing all these things i was just like oh my gosh i'm tired like i'm tired from everything that we have going on i don't have anything else left to give i got the kids with me my husband's at work i'm facilitating this doing that like you get the picture we're in the car and my five-year-old i don't know what happened like but i snapped on him and i mean i i got super snappy with him and he cried after he cried and I realized like, oh, whoa, like, girl, you need to check yourself. You know, we talked it out and all that, but he came to me and he said, I don't like it when you yell at me. Please don't shout at me. Please don't yell at me. Please talk to me. And he told me that made me feel sad and that made me cry and I still feel sad. So many things happened to me in that moment because one, I got checked by my kid, which I deserved because I was I was out of pocket. Another thing that caused me to be so emotional was the fact that my child felt safe enough, comfortable enough, and he was strong enough in what he felt and what he knew was going on with him to come to me and tell me. That caused me to be emotional because I never ever was granted that opportunity. So. I knew that in this regard, I broke a generational curse that day because my child was like, what you did affected me in this way. I didn't feel like it was right. Please don't do that to me anymore. I deserve better. And like that conversation opened up so much more because one, I had the opportunity to apologize again. I had the opportunity to validate his feelings. I had the opportunity to let him know that I'm going to do better and I'm not perfect, but that was unacceptable behavior and mommy can mommy needs to work on things. I also let him know that in the future, if you see mommy doing something else that you don't like or that makes you feel sad or angry, tell me. And he does. And like, I just think it's the most beautiful thing with us because when he gets older, I, I, I'm not rushing him growing up, but I just think about when he gets older, what that is going to, I always wonder, what is that going to look like for him? What is that going to be like for him when he enters a situation where someone is in a reactive state and how he, his ability to handle it? Because it started in our home. So that's like a proud mommy moment, even though there was some guilt and some, you know, I was some tears and <laughs> I went through it. He went through it. Then like when I had the opportunity to step back and breathe it out and think about like what that is gonna look like for him as a grown man and I have nothing else that I can do but feel good. This is like the thing about this style of parenting is it aims to create a nurturing environment for children to thrive without compromising their emotional health. 
So like, this is like a society again, like that, uh, glorifies like achievements and success. So it's like super crucial to acknowledge the emotional impact that this can have on our children from a young age and like the pressure that they might meet or feel to meet certain ex expectations. And this kind of stuff can lead to like stress and anxiety. One of the critical aspects of conscious parenting is also with discipline. And I find like people really think that we let our kids run amok. Like your kids just, they like you just over here balled up in a corner and your kids is just tearing the house down. And you're like, fine, sweetie, that's fine. Just go ahead and do it. Just go ahead and do it. I don't care, mommy, you get a new one. That is absolutely the furthest thing from the truth. That is not what we do. The most critical aspect of this is the shift from punitive discipline to positive guidance. And let me break this down for you so that you can understand that this is a form of discipline because instead of resorting to punishment, you encourage positive reinforcement and constructive criticism to help your children understand the consequences of their actions. This way they can learn to make informed decisions. This way they can develop a moral compass and they start fostering that sense of responsibility and accountability. Let me like get into like some practical strategies and things like that that can help. So active listening, again, you know, selective hearing y'all, you know, we practice it. Let's practice some um, active listening because it's pivotal in building solid parent-child relationships. And let me just, again, like, cause if you're still thinking about that question that I asked in the beginning, let me just point this out too. In a parent-child relationship, if we're fostering all this goodness in this relationship, Think about your child when your child is older, what type of foundation that will help them in fostering their own independent relationships. This style of parenting really involves like undivided attention. So when I talk about like capacities, knowing your capacities, being self-aware, knowing what you can give that day. Like we talk about on this show all the time, self-care is important. So it's very important for you to be aware of yourself so that you can be aware of what you're giving to everybody else around you. Cause you have to be okay in order to do this. And a lot of people, you know, are at capacity. This world is so crazy and I get it, I get it. Like this world is so crazy but you do have to give like a lot of undivided attention to your kids. I even find that a lot of parents, especially now that I'm putting myself out there to talk to people, a lot of parents, especially mothers who are facilitating this style of practice, they're stay at home moms, they're entrepreneurs from home, they're working from home, they're homeschooling, like they're wearing a lot of different hats, but it's so that their children can really be nurtured and guided in the way that will help them be successful as adults. There is, there's a heavy emphasis on undivided attention, validating emotions, having, you know, empathy. You know, you have to empathize with their experience. We know kids have big emotions. A french fry falls on the ground that can just like, it's devastating. It's devastating. And watching a kid fall out over something like that, get loud, you know, after you already maybe worked, walked the dog, talked to your husband, did this, did that, been cleaning, been that. And it's like, it's the, the final meltdown that has a, an effect on you emotionally too. And it takes a lot for you to hold it all in.
so that you can teach your child by example how to regulate that emotion versus doing the, the first thing that comes to your mind that is comfortable and familiar and not validating their emotions, shushing them, shutting them, shutting them down, teaching them how to stuff it and tuck it away and not address it and move through it. Um, those are things that we've been taught. Those are things that a lot of people from our generation are coming to terms with and working on coming out of. So if you start these practices now with your children, you won't have to worry about that when they get older. The simple act of attentive listening makes your children feel safe. You want to create safe spaces for them to express themselves freely with no judgment because I can go on for days and days and days about myself and how self-expression was like deemed something that was so bad and wrong that I, I learned to just stuff it and bottle up emotions because I'd rather had just kept it to myself and, you know, deal with it as I thought I was than share it and be blamed, shamed, or judged for it, you know, or gossiped about. You want to create these safe spaces and these safe environments for them Effective communication is like essential to resolving conflicts at any stage in life. This is, at this stage, it's super effective in teaching them conflict resolution, but also in addressing behavioral issues. And like, I say that not saying, cause I don't like the term bad kid. Cause I don't feel like any kid is bad. I feel like all kids are products of their environment and all they're doing is what they were taught to do. And all they're working with is the resources that were given to them. And all they have are the skill set that we provided. So if a kid is experiencing some sort of behavioral issues, it is our job as a parent to be self-aware, self-accountable, and to figure out what we are doing and what we need to improve with ourselves to help improve our children. When I'm saying behavioral issues, because I know that's a buzzword, I know that's like a, a word that like people like to use, you're a bad kid or they acting up or whatever the case, there is no such thing as a bad kid child what there is such thing as is a parent with no sense now let me rephrase that <laughs> what there is <laughs> there's that old julie from life um no but in all serious no what there is are parents who have li a limited skill set themselves and th your children are a direct reflection of that so let's try like communicating with kindness and respect because again like these are the things that we're teaching our children. These are the things that we're modeling for our children. So our children can then do this when they become adults. So um, kindness and respect, you know, is very important in fostering a healthy dialogue. The way and encouraging um, mutual understanding and problem solving. We do that by nurturing open and honest lines of communication and also, this is a way for your child to trust you and for you guys to strengthen your bond because one thing's for certain, regardless of what we're doing with our kids, that will determine like the level of trust they have and don't have with us and what they're going to bring to us and what they won't bring to us. And I'd rather my kid bring everything to me, no matter what it's going to do to me, no matter how it's going to make me feel. I'd rather them bring it to me so that we can work through it. So that when they, cause they're gonna get out in this world and this is um, something that I find common too. That's kind of crazy. And it's a little um, off my script, but I'm gonna bring it up. 
is those who subscribe to this uh, mindset that to prepare a child for the world, they need to be subjected to hardship and pain and trauma. And I do not subscribe to that mindset. I don't believe that it's necessary. Are they gonna experience challenges? Yes. Are they gonna experience hardships? Yes. Are they going to endure? Most definitely that is assigned to all of us. However, I want you to understand that you can prepare your children for those challenges. You can prepare your children to learn how to problem solve, communicate, you know, um, how to resolve without subjecting them to trauma, without subjecting them to real life experience. We can foster healthy mindsets and strong children, people, humans, simply by choosing to communicate with one another in a healthy way, choosing to be patient with one another by simply choosing to understand one another and be empathetic to one another. And that is one of the things that I stress so much on this show, how much we can change simply through starting to have conversations. And a lot of those conversations are very uncomfortable, but the shift that they have the potential to create is great. Setting realistic expectations and boundary is very, very crucial in promoting a sense of structure and security. So I keep circling back to this too, because everyone says there's no boundaries. Or if they see, and I'll give an example here. An example is if someone sees me, and this has happened, if someone sees me, my child doing something that they perceive as bad, or if they perceive as something that a child should, should not be doing, I instantly receive the death stare and, and y'all know what I'm talking about that what you about to do about it right that stare does not move me and that stare does not put me in a position to feel like I need to enforce some sort of discipline with my child right there so that you can be at ease I'm never gonna be that mom never have been never will be but what I will say is what you perceive to be unacceptable behavior I may not see it that way. And if it is unacceptable or if it, if it is something that I would say that, okay, like what's going on here? What are we doing? That's something that I will address the way that I know how with my kid. Boundaries are one of the key components in this as well. Because if there are no boundaries, there are no structures, there are no foundations, none of this will work. So there are boundaries that are established. But the, the great part about this parenting is that the, these boundaries, these structures, and these understandings are through collaboration. They're through us working together. They're through my child learning me and me learning my child because this is a person. Yes, I was blessed to be their mother. Yes, I was blessed to be in a position to guide them, to nurture them, to watch them grow and develop. But I in no way have any right to control or dictate this person in their life. I don't, and I won't. I am a mother of two beautiful, 
people. Yes, little people, young people, children people. They're still people. I get an opportunity by being in collaboration with my children to ensure that they're in alignment with their developmental stages, making sure that I'm in alignment with their individual needs, making sure that I'm in alignment with the proper way of like fostering them into adulthood in the most productive way that I can. We've, we've talked about self-awareness. We've talked about, you know, you got to clean up your crap in order to do this. We've talked about patience, empathy, all these different things. But we also, we, I know I grazed over it, but let me circle back to it and hit you with the self-care is very significant in conscious parenting. It's vital to prioritize your own well-being and mental balance so that you can take care of your kids by caring for ourselves. We model that behavior to our children. We model our own coping mechanisms to our children. We teach them the importance of self-love and resilience by practicing self-care. We're not going to have a generation behind us of kids out here caping behind everybody and by caping you run around here all day long taking care of this one that one this one that one and not yourself you like we i everyone in this community we're growing people that know their limits and by understanding their own self boundaries so they will say no i can't do that today i'm at capacity Call me back later with that. I can't talk about it right now. I got my own stuff going on. We can revisit it later. If you still would like to talk, I'm still here to support you. I just am not capable of doing it today. Oh, this job is a toxic work environment. I'll go somewhere else, somewhere else because I know my value. I know who I am and I know what I'm worthy of and it ain't that. This is what happens when you're coming into a space of gentle parenting conscious parenting intentional parenting being aware as a parent like there's so many names for it i'm just gonna keep dropping them all because at the end of the day i feel like they're all rooted in the same foundation and that is of self-awareness because it starts there you have to get a hold on you in order to successfully do this again this isn't like a one-size-fits-all approach you have to find the tools that work for you and your children. You have to, you know, you, you may pull a practice from here, pull a practice from there, pull a practice from everywhere until you just come up with the thing that works for your house. So, and we all do the best that we can and we all want the best for our, our families. This is just a journey, you guys. It's a journey that requires a lot of patience, a lot of understanding, a lot of self-reflection like it's continuous you need to embrace the principles of mindfulness because at the end of the day here's another one you're being a mindful parent who is creating and nurturing an environment that fosters emotional intelligence empathy and resilience in your children so that's it for today, but stay tuned 
Like I said, stay tuned for next week because next week I'm going to be here with a special guest. His name is John Sovek, and he's going to break down intentional parenting from an entirely different perspective. And I am excited that I had this conversation because I just simply did not know. And I learned a lot from him. So next week, um, tune in. We're going to further discuss the importance of um, being intentional as a parent. In the show notes, I'm going to have a book that I read. It is. It was given to me. I, I have a couple books that I read, but this book was given to me actually by my son's preschool teacher. And it's so easy. It breaks down childhood development and it makes it easy for you to understand where your child is developmentally at each stage in your life so that you can try to incorporate some practices into your daily lives that will help them with fostering these structures that are conducive to their growth, um, to positive growth. So I will make sure that that book is in the, is in the show details. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in and remember to stay mindful and empathetic in your parenting journey. And join me next week for another insightful, insightful episode of Selective Hearing. So until then, have an amazing week.